3: Who balled us? What's up, everyone? It's Friday. It's your boy, Josh Millman. What's up, guys? It's today in sports betting. It's going to be a fun one today, guys. We've got the NBA. We've got Ivy and Mac Fridays, Mid-Major Fridays. And we're going to do some more MLB Futures. With the Kansas City Chief himself, Devin Ellington. Devin, what's up, dude?
2: Oh, you know, just enjoying some Friday. We got some early conference college basketball tournament plays going on in about a couple hours. We got spring training. Madness! uh, Arch Madness in St. Louis.
3: Oh my God! It's that time... I can't even begin to tell you. I know I'm, like, shrieking a little, Hoopballers, but, like, this is among my favorite times of year over these next few weeks. The conference tournaments, into the NCAA tournaments, baseball's a-coming. We're in, like, the thick of fantasy NBA season with uh, fantasy playoffs coming up. All all the games matter. I'm going to let it get a
2: Combine and free
3: agency? Oh man, it's just a fun time of year. Fun time for betting, fun time for just sports in general, fun time for just being outside, enjoying life as well. Just lots to be excited about. So yeah, we're excited for this one and we're excited for our partners at mybookie.ag because they've been with us from the get-go. So head on over to mybookie.ag That's where we're placing all of our bets. And when you head over there Use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y. When you sign up, you get a 50% match because HoopBall sent you. Today in Sports Betting sent you. Again, the promo code is TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y. When you go on over to mybookie.ag, sign up for an account. Again, that's where we're placing all of our bets. That's where we're getting our information from. They have everything that you can possibly want to bet on and more. It's a lot of fun, great customer service, great people. They've been with us from the get-go, as I mentioned. So again, if you follow us, follow them as well, mybookie.ag for your one-stop betting needs. And again, this is a hoop ball presentation. Check out the mothership, hoop-ball.com for all of our great content, NBA content, fantasy content, you name it. We're building out team pods, team content, league content. And the great Aaron Bruski as well in his newsletter, the only place where you'll find his NBA and fantasy analysis, the Aaron Bruski newsletter. So go on over hoop ball.com and sign up as soon as you can. Also follow us on Twitter. I am at Josh Millman. Devin is at D A L E E L L I E 007. And we are Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. After this pod, that is where We will make our official plays Only on Twitter So do give us a follow We'll be tweeting and talking about these games And That's where you'll find our official plays Based on this podcast So again, give us a follow And if you like the pod, leave us a rating We love ratings Five stars, especially Give us some feedback, we love that Anything we are great at, anything we suck at We'd like to know Want to hear from you guys? We want to make this show as great as possible, so thank you guys for all your support. Leave us a note, leave us a review, and I appreciate everything that's gone into t- today in sports betting up until now. So, and we hope to keep keep the show rocking and rolling, baby. Devin, we're gonna hit the NBA hard and fast because we got a lot to cover. So let's start with the Atlanta Hawks at the Washington Wizards. The line is right now three in favor of the Wiz. The over-under is monstrous, 246.5. Vegas doesn't think there's going to be any defense played in this one. Um, Two on-paper lousy teams, but the Wiz are fighting for the playoffs. The Hawks are actually playing 500 basketball in the last 10. They haven't been bad, but their home-road splits are, again, very noticeable. They are... 19 and 12 against the spread at home, but away they are a disastrous 10 and 21 on the season against the spread. The wizards are kind of a wash home and away. Uh, But this is a, an expectedly wild offensive game that could go either way. Uh, Devin, what do you think? I mean, it seems like both teams are fully healthy. Uh, Only Ish Smith out for the, for the wizards, but uh, you know, no, nothing on Trey Young or anything like that. So it could be one of those high-scoring affairs. Devin, what do you think, man?
2: Uh, so I um, saw Washington getting points in this um, when the line opened last night because I was up when they came out. Uh, I like Washington getting points. Um, like you said, lots of offense going here. It'll be a really fun game to watch between Bradley Beal and Trey Young going back and forth. And um, I think it's going to be a uh, defense-optional game. Uh, the um, spread, I, I think, is going to be a little weird. I think one of these teams are going to get blown out, uh, but I think it's going to be Washington doing, uh, doing it to Atlanta. Uh, 246.5 is a lot of points, so I don't think I can touch the, um, uh, the over-under portion of the bet sheet right here. Um, other than that, I can't really say too much in this game. I, I like Washington.
3: Both teams are very good to the over on the season. But, yeah, that number is still astronomical, despite their both teams' season-long prowess uh, as it relates to the over. But, yeah, it's a tough one to call. Uh, You know, Three isn't a big number either way, and it's one of those games like, yeah, with all the crazy offense, could go either way. So we're going to stay away from this one for the time being. Um, But, again, we may change our minds. The San Antonio Spurs are at the Brooklyn Nets right now. This one is the Nets favored by three and a half over under 222 and a half. The Nets are, or had been doing everything humanly possible to throw away their playoff spot in the East, which which is kind of remarkable because the Orlando Magic are doing the same thing. They righted the ship by, Pulling out a massive overtime victory against the Celtics this past Tuesday, and then promptly got shellacked by the Grizzlies on their home court in the uh, the back end of a back to back. But regular rest now. They've got the Spurs coming into town. It seems like the Spurs are in kind of coast mode. I don't think this is a team that really thinks that they're competing for the for the playoffs. They, you know, Pop has. Been no showing. Marcus Aldrich uh, is out again for this one. Garrett Temple's doubtful for the Nets, but that's really not going to make a difference. But Aldrich has been out for a while, and he's usually pretty durable. Um, I don't know. It's another game where I'm not like too that I'm not on the surface too keen on. But is there something I'm missing, Devin? What do you think, man? Um,
2: the only thing I'm really looking at is I think the Spurs go on the road and get a win right here, um, just outright. Um, I just it's a gut feeling I have about the game. Um, Garrett Temple is actually a pretty big piece for Brooklyn as far as their assists to turnovers um, and kind of just keeping the offense clean. So him being out of the rotation kind of gives me a little pause on the Brooklyn side. Um, as far as the over-under, I think the over is a good play here. The Spurs have been an over-team all year. And their defense is, I think, dead last in the last five games as far as the metrics and ratings go on it. Um, other than that, pretty not fun game really not, not, not a sexy play for sure.
3: No. That's a that's uh the Nets are, are net rating in their last five games is minus eleven point seven. It's been really ugly for them. One and four in their last five. So As I, I, a
2: favorite, they're also not yeah. that great um, in their last ten. So, yeah,
3: uh, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, you know, yes, San Antonio's been good on the over, but they've been low key not great on offense either. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, but Brooklyn's been just abysmal on offense. They're they're twenty ninth in offensive rating. They're dead last in effective field goal percentage over their last five. Dead last in true shooting. It's been a really rough go for those guys. So. I don't know that I have a whole lot of confidence in them laying three and a half to anyone. Also, even without LaMarcus Aldridge, because, yes, San Antonio can score the ball. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on the lean there. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that one progresses throughout the day. The Oklahoma City Thunder are in New York to take on the Knicks. They are giving seven right now. To the Knicks over under is... Two eighteen and a half. Sorry. Seven and a half is what the the uh, Thunder are giving to the Knicks. I will say that the Thunder right now, I mean they're 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 okay, but like they're they're gonna have a hard time staying keeping pace with the rest of the West because there's there it's kind of a giant log jam right now from about three through seven in that conference. So it's just going to be a lot of beating each other up. They are six and four in their last 10, but you know, it's kind of been a little bit herky jerky here and there. Um, the Knicks on the other hand are, well, they're the, the Knicks. So, you know, they're kicking Spike Lee out of Madison square garden, or he's not showing up. I have a whole sidebar on that, but that's, you know, for another, for another day and another pod. Um, this one is seems I don't know, seems simple, but then again, you know, is this kind of a look past game for the Thunder? They're in Boston on Sunday. So I don't know. I don't I, I hope they don't look past Knicks, but it's also seven and a half, so it might not be that bad. Devin, what do you think?
2: Um initial thought on the line is I thought it was uh too many points. Um for these Knicks. I mean, Mitchell Robinson's questionable, so I could understand some of that um, being played into it. I mean, I guarantee probably a half point swing if he's ruled in. Um, I think you're, you got a good point about Oklahoma, Oklahoma city looking ahead to Boston. That's going to be a huge game, but I, um, as of right now, seven is too rich for me. Uh, Oklahoma City's usually really good on the road and covering in general. Uh, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a wash. Uh, New York's been playing pretty good uh, for the Knicks lately and covering some games. Um, I would maybe look at a first quarter under. Um, you know, both teams have been training doing that lately. Oklahoma City's been on, uh, you know, that kind of the play. Um, almost all year, and uh, I just checked to see if any first quarter numbers have come out, and they haven't yet. But as of right now, I like the first quarter under.
3: There's still time for that. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. We still got time for those first quarter, first half bets. But yeah, I'm with you. Just tough game to feel. Thunder are really great on the road, though. You're right. So if I had to lean one way or another, I'd say OKC. Okay, but again, that you know, that look ahead because they've got the both the, the Celtics and Jazz coming up. The Jazz they need to keep pace with uh, in, in the West. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it because they are just great on the road, and they need every win they can get. So, we shall see. The aforementioned Utah Jazz are in Boston to take on the Celtics. The Seas are two-and-a-half-point favorites over under 220. There are... Hmm. I don't know. The Celtics are—they were kind of reeling after that OT loss to the Nets. You know, Marcus Smart like was flirting with the suspension there because they had just taken another OT loss on the chin to the Rockets, also. So they were smarting, if you will. But they did take care of business against the Cavaliers. They've been kind of banged up here and there. Jalen Brown's just kind of been in and out of the lineup. He's hurt. He's going to miss his next. Several games with a hamstring injury. Gordon Hayward is listed out for this one as well. Kemba Walker is back in. So they've been pretty banged up. Um, You know, they're still, you know, so uh, aside from those two tough overtime losses, this is again going to fall on the shoulders of Jason Tatum in this one. The Utah Jazz are riding the ship. They've won three in a row and, you know, just taking care of business. Nothing special, so this will be a tough test for them um, as they're on an East Coast uh, trip. So they beat the beat the Wizards. They were in Utah for that one, but they beat the Wizards, beat the Cavs in Cleveland, and beat the Knicks at the Garden. So now they're in Boston as they continue their East Coast road trip. Um, tough one because as much as I would want to give the Jazz the nod because of their recent play, uh it has come against inferior competition so I don't want to read too much into that Boston is banged up though so feels like a bit of a toss-up what do you think man
2: yeah I uh agree with you 100 percent um one thing I will just say and keep it sweet and short on this game uh I like Utah to come in and uh get a road win I think they're starting to tick up uh Boston's in a vulnerable situation with injuries um, one thing that does give me a little pause is Boston's home record, twenty-three and seven on the year. But uh, Utah's four and one in their last five road games. So, um, yeah, I'll just yeah. keep it sweet, and I'll, I'll take the points with Utah, and maybe sprinkle something on the money line. I think.
3: I got you. Yeah, tough call there. But I will say that, like, it's a bold, it's a bold bet. I mean, Boston's been great against the spread all year, but they are really dinged up. They're really, really dinged up, and, and that's a tough Jazz team. That's fighting for a position out west, so I hear you. The Indiana Pacers are in Chicago to take on the Bulls. Pacers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under, I'm seeing, is 213. 213-and-a-half. 213 Malcolm Brogdon is doubtful in this one. He's going for an MRI. Zach Levine remains out. Victor Oladipo is questionable. Doug McDermott's questionable. TJ Warren's questionable. I'm pretty sure half the pacers rosters questionable. And I do know that it seems like Laurie Markinon and Wendell Carter Jr. are all back for the the, the Bulls. But again, Zach Levine is out though. Um, I, I these are two teams that you know I, I've been struggling to really get a feel on for most of the year. Pacers are, are pretty good against the spread on the road and the bulls are, are just consistently like letting me down like all the time. Like they're, they're, they're just impossible to peg and they've been brutal in their last 10, two and eight in their last 10. Uh, the Pacers really haven't, you know, they've been all right. Six and four in their last 10, but they lost their last one, um, against the, the box and who doesn't really lose against the Bucks? And they owed they owed them for, uh, their pre all-star break victory so the pacers are um you know probably need to bounce back here they probably get a good opportunity against the bulls without their top scorer um but i don't know about uh the spread in this one it's a game i'm staying away from Devin. what do you think
2: same uh it just it's a yuck game for me so no true opinion
3: yeah ugly we'll see how the you know a lot of those questionable tags if tj warren plays you know i might feel a little bit differently about that same with dola depot but you know as of right now i can't put a can't put a call on that with so many guys questionable and just a, a, a ugly game on tap we'll I mean, move even on
2: jacar jacar samson Simps- uh, is even Sampson. yeah
3: samson <laughs> moving on with my samson um the orlando magic at minnesota take on the timberwolves oh my god well, i you know what i'm gonna skip this one Do you have a do you have a play here oh Be- give, give me the magic no, no, and no, give no. me go, the over go take these seriously <laughs> two awful teams i don't even want to discuss them go give me something Devin.
2: uh Nine and one to the over in the Magic's last ten games. Seven and three for Minnesota in their last ten. Um, four and zero oh to the over for Orlando on the road. Um, yeah, um, and you know their four and one is a favorite uh, in their last five. So I like them to cover that bucket spread, and then uh, I like the over.
3: To God, I don't even want to talk about these teams. It, but it's so like yeah, you're right. There's a clear play here, like Orlando and the over. Uh, because Minnesota, we've noted, is just absolutely brutal on their home court against the spread. Uh, and yes, like you said, Orlando's been great on the over recently. So that's the clear play. Just really just two terrible teams. The only thing that gives me pause is that like, Orlando has lost their last three, and this just came after they had just overtaken the Nets yeah. to the seventh spot and they promptly took all that goodwill and threw it away. The other thing is is that th- I'm shocked that you didn't bring this up. How about your recency bias, man?
2: Yeah, well, are you talking about the game that they just played, like on February 28th? Yeah,
3: that's correct, sir.
2: Yeah, in Orlando won by 11.
3: That's a good point.
2: They scored 136 and 125 points. Uh, Minnesota taking I'm, the L.
3: I'm no mathematician, but that's 261.
2: That's a, a good amount of uh, points, and even if they don't shoot as well as they did last time, which was 54% for Orlando and 48.4 for Minnesota, um, you know that there's still a lot of room for that to balloon down a little bit.
3: Yeah, no, you're fine, especially with an over/under 234. That's totally fine. So I'll I like. Still the- score
2: 200 points tonight. Yeah,
3: totally fine. <laughs> Moving on, the Miami Heat are in New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Zion's. The Pels. That's going to be a great one. Yeah, the Pels are one and a half point favorites over under here 234 and a half. Just yeah, this is going to be a good this is going to be a good game. I'm seeing some lines of Pelicans minus 2. Um, the Heat again, we've noted great at home, not so great on the road. Um, the Pelicans are okay against the spread at home. Not great. They're just a game under 500. We keep waiting for the Pelicans to try to make that move into the last spot, and all they do is lose three in a row. Now, granted, some of that has come against you know the Lakers, but they've also now dropped one inex- inexplicable home loss to the Timberwolves and an OT loss to the Mavericks. So they really need to come out here and, and beat the Heat. But, you know, the Heat need to keep pace also because they had been on a str- – they they had struggled, and now they have promptly ripped off four in a row. So it might be a little more than meets the eye in this one, um, especially with the Pelicans as two-point favorites. So what do you think here, Devin? This is an interesting one.
2: Um, I like um... – Miami being a road dog a little bit here. So I I like them on the money line uh, just because I think they'll win this game. Um, You know, just like you pointed out, these teams are going different directions recently. So when that tends to happen, when these teams match up with, you know, opposing trends, um, it's always nice to take the team that's rolling. Um, Miami's beaten some teams that are – pretty stout recently. Um, Orlando, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, who's fighting for a playoff spot, and then Dallas. Inexplicably so, like you said, they lost to Minnesota. They lost to Cleveland right before that. And then they also lost to Atlanta. But um, New Orleans, like you said, they're reeling those three in a row losses. Um, Lakers, Timberwolves, and Mavericks. Um, you know, it's... I it's like Miami. I just got a feeling on it. Um,
3: especially give, you know, Getting points here.
2: Yeah. And it's then the over. The over is probably in play for me also.
3: Oh, yeah, so. for sure. For sure. I like the play. Memphis Grizzlies are in Dallas to take on the Mavs. This is a big line. Mavs are minus eight in this one. Over under 226 and a half. That's a big line. I didn't even realize that's a big line. I mean, granted, they're they these two teams are pretty close in the standings. Now, Memphis hasn't been all that great. Like they've been five and five in their in their last ten, but they have won three in a row. And they absolutely dismantled the Nets and the Hawks in these last two games. So they got a little bit of a groove go going, even without Balanchunas and Clark and those guys. I mean the Mavericks are tough we we get that but um you know eight and now to add to that Luka Doncic is questionable with an illness should Dallas really be getting giving eight in this one with Luka Doncic questionable and the Mav excuse me the Grizzlies having just destroyed two teams on the road Devin, what do you think, man?
2: That's too many points. Um, I think if you're betting this game right now, you have to um, take the points with Memphis. I mean, listen to this. Like, they, they only allowed Brooklyn to score 79 points. An NBA team like, scored 79 points. Before that, they held Atlanta and the Lakers to 88. That's wild.
3: That's imp- Yeah, that's crazy.
2: The Lakers didn't even get the any Lakers.
3: The, I was going to say the Hawks. That's one it's thing because the on, they're one of the best offensive teams, the fastest paced teams in the league, and the Hawks only scored eighty eight points on their home court, where we noted that the Hawks are excellent at home. The Lakers they held to to eighty eight points, which like you you're holding LeBron and company to eighty eight points. That's ridiculous.
2: So what I'm projecting to happen here, and some people may not care, but <laughs> so um, Dallas. This this number is huge. So I think what the market has done, and this is me thinking as a bookmaker, is they inflated it so high. It's the Donka uh, Donch Doncic inflation. So if he gets rolled in, that number is already going to go down to probably uh, it's going to decrease by a point and a half. And then the market, once they know the you know the betters, once once they hear Doncic is in. It it's gonna be a floodgate to that. And then this is gonna even out to probably um and say oh, Dallas no. oh, man, nine, it's hard to peg, yeah. Nine.
3: But man, that's still that seems like astrono- that seems like an astronomically high number.
2: Yeah. Memphis is playing some good defense lately. So this it's divisional foes, so they're familiar. Yeah. Um, I'm,
3: I'm mocking in Memphis here.
2: I think if you,
3: especially this early.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, I have no true opinion on it.
3: Follow us on on Twitter. We'll, you know, because the Dodgers news is kind of big, but you know, the way that the Grizzlies have been playing D we're going to have to, we're going to try to keep that locked in. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, um, you know, obviously the Doncic news will change a lot of this, but that just the way that the, the, the Grizz have been playing D, that just seems like way too much. And Dallas has been a lousy home team against the spread as well. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So again, follow us on Twitter, at Gaming. That's where we will let you know what our official plays are for the night. Again, I am at Josh Millman. Devin is at D-A-L-E-007. The Portland Trailblazers are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Portland, one-and-a-half point favorites over under 233 and 33-and-a-half. Not a game that I'm particularly interested in. Um, again, two teams that, you know, have kind of underwhelmed. The Blazers are trying, trying, trying to hang on to their playoff spot. They have gotten Dame back, but the Suns are basically being left for dead. They've lost four in a row. DeAndre Ayton, doubtful in this one. Cameron Johnson also out. So their depth at the wing is pretty beat up. So it doesn't seem like that big of a lay for Portland. uh, But uh, I don't know. How how are you feeling, Devin?
2: Uh, No, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's a gross game.
3: I get it. Yep, totally hear you. Moving on. Let's wrap up the NBA slate because we got other fun things we want to cover. The Milwaukee Bucks, this is the biggie, are in LA to take on the Lakers. The Bucks are a one point favorite. The over under is 227 and a half. It seems like both teams are going to go in at just about full strength. George Hill is questionable for the Bucks, but and Anthony Davis is probable. So this is going to be the marquee game of the night. It will be a crazy, interesting battle. I don't know that I can bet the game, just because again, the, this this is two Titans, and will probably both teams will want to come out. And put on a show just knowing that, like, they, they know exactly where things stand in the NBA hierarchy. Is there a betting angle to this, Devin? What do you think?
2: I just like the Lakers to win out, right? I don't think there's going to be exponential value in, in abundance anywhere. But um, just as far as the basketball, Um, thing goes and just a fan and thinking about a really great matchup. I just, I like the Lakers. Um, They're at home. They don't cover big spreads at home, but when they get these close important games, they are pretty decent at um, taking care of business in that regard. So I'm going to go ahead and take them and, you know, see if the West comes out on this one.
3: Love it. Love it. All right. No overthinking. Here. No, yeah, let's not overthink it. We'll, you know, obviously, if the line changes, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll post things to Twitter. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun basketball game there. All right, Devin.
2: It's Mid Major Friday. Yes, it is. All Do right,
3: us, baby. College
2: hoops. So I'm gonna start off in a very important conference, and that's the MWC. So the Metro uh, Atlantic Athletic Conference with powerhouses like Fairfield and Manhattan. So the Manhattan Jaspers are hosting Fairfield tonight, but they are favored by, I believe, four and a half points. And uh, the uh, dogs in these matchups lately um, have just been covering and winning games outright. So, I really, really like Fairfield getting some points here against uh, an inconsistent Manhattan team. Um, Manhattan's like, uh, let's see, the 337th in efficiency in the country. Um, their field goal attempt rate is uh, 239th. Uh, Fairfield just comes in uh, in a beefy defensive uh, advantage here. Uh, they don't allow a lot of threes, they don't allow a lot of mid-range buckets, so nothing easy. I look for Fairfield to maybe even win this game, but definitely give me the four and a half. And then to move on real brisk and cool like here, we're going to Niagara uh, on the road at Canisius. They're also going to be four and a half point dogs, if I remember right. Um, And I like them as well. Don't really have a lot to say as far as ratings on these two teams, but I just think uh, from what I've seen in the eye test, I like this as well. And uh, as far as some Mac, you know, we got Akron playing tonight. I don't think I'm going to be putting any bets on them because I just want to root for them to make their push into the tournament because they've been a team I've been touting for a while. But uh, Kent State and Akron are in action tonight. Top of the Mac um, will be a very offensive-oriented game and then um to wrap it up here let's see what else we got we got the first game of the day it's going to be northern iowa drake missouri valley conference northern iowa is going to be favored anywhere between six and seven uh it's been moving a little bit uh oh wow it's gone all the way up to 10 from last time i was looking at it all right so 10 to northern iowa um too many points but i think they win the game other than that uh, just some fun small ball basketball for college
3: tonight. Beautiful. Thank you for Mid Major Fridays, Devin.
2: Oh yeah.
3: This is I, I love this thing. I'm going to be upset when college basketball season's over, but you'll have tournament plays for us. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be it'll, fun. It'll be fun, but you know what's going to be even more fun right now? Is it baseball? Sp- spending ten for ten dollars on some regular season awards for major league baseball. Devin, are you as excited as I am for this?
2: Man, uh this season I'm especially stoked for baseball. I usually I usually get the buzz and start feeling really awesome about um you know the baseball season. But this year uh it's like a different buzz. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I just
3: think the whole Astros thing makes it different. You know, I want to see how people react to that. The Yankees are still, like, I'm a Yankee fan, so the Yankees are still, like, the, the enemies, and, like, everyone's going to come after them this year, too. It's going to be a fun year, man. It's going to be a fun year. I like it. I don't, think and I don't think there's a real clear-cut favorite. Like, there's a lot of, like we talked about last week, I think there's a lot of opportunity for teams to kind of step up, and I don't think that there's a clear favorite for the World Series. I think it's pretty wide open.
2: Yeah, I just want to put something out there. See, since, you know, you're a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about being down like these two or three guys for opening? Are you like the Not first? Great. Like, Not great, yeah. Bob. <laughs> Do you think the Rays could jump uh, up to an early AL East? No, you know,
3: here's the thing about the Yankees though. They they are notoriously slow starters. Yeah. And I think that, you know, th- they they dealt with a, an absolute rash of injuries last year. Yeah. And, I mean, they look, people forget they basically played the whole year without Severino last year, too. And they had a lot of guys in and out of their lineup, and they were getting these, you know, great performances out of guys like LeMay and Gio Ursula. You know, so I don't think they're a team that has been built with some good depth. And there was a lot of trial by fire last year. And I think that's going to kind of remain. But the other thing is, is that like, if guys like Stanton can play in 140 to 150 games and judge can play in 140 to 150 games, think about how huge that can be. Cause those guys missed a whole bunch of time. Also last year, especially Stanton who played in what, like 20 something games. Yeah, I mean that 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 getting him in the lineup would be massive. So I'm not feel like look is does it stink to have a rash of, you know, spring training injuries? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not you know, again, if they finish April, you know, five hundred, they've been doing that for the last like for as long as I've been alive. Yeah, <sighs> and they've just fine. It, I'll leave that for talk radio to freak out about. Like not yeah. not me. Yeah. So. You know, but let's let's do this. So here's what I want to do, Devin. In the next like 10 minutes or so, um, let's do our pretend wagering on most regular season home runs, AL and NL MVPs, and Cy Youngs, and we'll try to just keep this to about 10 minutes or so. So let's let's do this. So I'm looking at home. Let's start with home runs right now. Uh, Aaron Judge is, I, w- I believe, your prohibitive favorite right now. He's at 33 to 4 on mybookie.ag. Uh, roughly translates to about 8 to 1. Uh, Mike Trout's at 14 to 1. Pete Alonso, 10. Uh, Acuna Jr., 16. Yelich, 18. Uh, Cody Bellinger, 14. E- Eugenio Suarez, 18. Giancarlo Stanton, 15. Joey Gallo, 11. Jordan Alvarez, 15. Gleyber Torres, 25. Matt Olson, 25. Nolan Arenado, 22. Alex Bregman, 30. Reese Hoskins, 30. Jorge Soler, 25. Bryce Harper, 25. Eloy Jimenez, 25. Chris Davis, 25. Trevor Story, 25. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 20. George Springer, 40. J.D. Martinez, 30. And Chris Bryant, 45. Fifty. So these are all you know odds that you know they will lead the league in home runs. So as I'm looking at this, you know Judge is the prohibitive favorite, but I don't think that I'm going to put any money on him because of the injury issues that I had just spoken about. Um, to me, it feels like Pete Alonso is kind of the favorite, Um, but I'm going to shy away from that. Um, I I the I am looking at this as I'm actually like to me I I think that the guy that I would put a an, an immediate dollar on is Giancarlo Stanton.
2: Yeah. Just
3: because when he's healthy, he's the home run king of the league. But again, health has been the issue, and you could say that I I could contradict myself with Aaron Judge, but I think that Giancarlo Stanton, if he has a full season. In the Yankees uniform, I think he easily leads league in home runs. Easily. Yeah, Another... just
2: with that stadium,
3: like you said, that's just crazy. Absolutely. Another guy that I'm looking at money, especially at at his odds, is Bryce Harper. Mm, I was
2: just looking at him, yeah.
3: I may put $5 on Bryce Harper here. Because, you know, he got the contract last year, and again, that that, that was a really rough season for the Phillies. I'm sure there was a lot of pressure for him to live up to that. And, you know, new digs and all that. Bryce Harper isn't that far removed from an MVP season. He is still in the prime of his career. And that Philly stadium is also a launching pad. 25 to 1 feels like, I don't know, that, 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 those are some great numbers there. So I'm 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 willing to spend half of my money of that 10 bucks on Bryce Harper. So and they want to be
2: able to split the 10 dollars up. Yeah, so let's split the 10
3: dollars right. up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do $5 on Harper. I'll do a dollar on Junk Carlos Stanton. Actually no, let me do $2 on Giancarlo Stanton. I'll put a dollar on Christian Yelich also at 18 to 1. A dollar on Acuña Jr. And just to round it out, I'll say I'll say I like an angry Nolan Arenado at twenty yeah. to twenty-two to one.
2: I liked that one also. Yeah.
3: yeah. An angry Nolan Arenado in Colorado. Do you yeah. any, any any differences you think there?
2: Um so I really like the Bryce Harper and Arenado uh, values. Um as far as top of the pack goes up there, I think Christian Yalich. Um I like him. Pete Alonso is obviously going to regress uh, 50 is a, a lot, or maybe not. Maybe all these guys just smacked a crap ton of balls out of the park. Um, <laughs> Eugenio Suarez, uh, you know, if he had a little, if he was down in the 20 to ones, 22 to ones, I would like him a little bit more because great America ballpark is known to have balls fly out of there too. Um, and the reds oof. uh, I know we're talking regular season awards, but I'm a Cubs fan. I'm worried about them in the Central. It's going to be a wild um, division. It's going to be buff wild. But, yeah, uh, I think you pretty much nailed it as far as the home run stuff goes. I think that's where I see a lot of value. Beautiful.
3: Uh, yeah. We'll make sure to recap that on Twitter also, just so everyone knows where where we're leaning at. Uh, let's move on. The AL Cy Young. Um, Garrett Cole is your favorite at 13-5 to 5 right now on my bookie. Uh, my bookie has Chris Sale at 11 to 2, which I, I would imagine that's got to change. They have Louis Severino at 9 to 1 also. And, and that's obviously, don't bet on Louis Severino. Justin Verlander is 17 to 2. Mike Clevenger, tw- uh, 12 to 1. Corey Kluber, 12 to 1. Blake Snell, 11. James Paxson, 16. Tyler Glasnow, 12. Shane Bieber, 12. Lucas Giolito, 15. Zach Grinke, 18. Shohei Otani, 20. Jose Barrios, 18. Charlie Morton, 25. Dallas Keuchel, 40. Carlos Carrasco, 40. Eduardo Rodriguez, 50. I don't see anything for, like, none of the above.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, field. You yeah, know, yeah a field think, bet would be pretty awesome. Get
3: pretty good, yeah. But I'm not seeing one right now on my bookie. Um, you know, but I, I'm going to put, you know, let's let's say hypothetically there is one at, like, say, like, what 5 to 1? Yeah. 4 to 1 something like that. I would put field on that one. I put I put a couple bucks on field. Because this okay. is kind of a messy like field because I, look, I Cole is going to be the prohibitive favorite. So you know what? I may put a dollar on Cole just because Sales injured with the elbow. Severino's obviously out for the year. And Kluber moved to Texas where You know, that stadium's also a launching pad. Mm. And I don't know that I trust the Indians' rotation that much. I don't trust James Paxton to stay healthy. Blake Snell might be... You know what, I'll put a dollar on Blake Snell.
2: I like Blake Snell.
3: Yeah, I'll put a dollar on Blake Snell, because that Tampa team is going to be sneaky. And the guy that I'm seeing as, as really the most value that I think can come from out of nowhere is Jose Barrios at 18.
2: He's nasty.
3: He's nasty. And I think if there's progression in him, again, a highly touted prospect, you know, the twins, they could be good. They could be bad, but I think he's got filthy, filthy stuff. And if he puts it all together, I mean, he can be a legitimate ace. So give me a couple bucks on the field, a couple bucks on call. A couple bucks on Snell, and the remainder will go to Barrios.
2: Yeah, I've got a couple different takes. You know, like we hey, said, I love this. There wasn't a lot of value, so we liked the field. And so, out of these guys that we do have that we're working with, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, I love the value at forty to one on Carlos Carrasco. Ooh, yeah, that's a story. My, that's a good story. My thinking is like, okay, the guy missed almost all of last year or pretty much all of last year. And the year before that, he was dominant. Like, he, he had two or three seasons in a row where that that uh, Indians rotation, uh, I'm sorry, Twins rotation was just um, nasty. It was – they had him – or, I'm sorry, Indians. I'm getting all flustered here. Indians. And they had him, Clover, Beaver. You know, they were just mowing people down. And, uh, you know, I think the Indians pitching is going to have to be very, very – important for them this year and i think this guy can hold it down for them and then i love lucas giolito um the kid is just so smooth um you know 15 to one's not something that um excites me if it was 20 to 1 i'd be a lot more happy but i'll probably i would throw a couple two three bucks on lucas giolito all right and then so Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger is
3: kind of interesting. At the yeah, top. Clevenger's interesting. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, there's just not a ton of great value in the in yeah. the, you know. Verlander
2: at plus eight fifty. I mean. Yeah. I don't
3: know. yeah. No, I hear you, but but the Carrasco play would be a nice story, and he can be dominant also. Um, so you know what? I'm sorry to do this, but um, let's do the NL Cy Young, and then we're going to wrap that up. We'll save MVP for mm-hmm. next week. Um, you know, I, I just want to be mindful of time. And so let's do the NL Cy Young. We'll say, we'll, we'll wet the appetites of you hoop ballers out there who are into baseball. We'll do MVP futures next week, um, before the regular season begins. And maybe we'll talk some, you know, some regular season, um, you know, plays as well. Uh, NL Cy Young, Jacob DeGrom is three to one. Max Scherzer, four to one. Jack Flaherty, seven to one. Walker Bueller, five to one. Steven Strasberg, 10 to one. Clayton Kershaw, 15. Louis Castillo, 12. Aaron Nola, 20. Syndergaard, 22. Patrick Corbin, 33. Mike Soraka, 30. Brandon Woodruff, 33. Hugh Darvish, 25. German Marquez, 33. Chris Paddock, 28. Max Fried, 40. Mad Bum, 35. Sonny Gray, 40. Josh Hader, the reliever, 50 to 1. Trevor Bauer, 25. Mike Fultonowitz, Fifty-five. Some interesting names on here. Hard to bet against Degrom, but again, three to one's not great ROI.
2: Not at all. I got to see what the Mets are going to do. Also, uh, they got high hopes this year.
3: Yeah, they they could be interesting. I mean, it's one thing when they're terrible and Degrom's dominant. Like, it's another thing where they have high expectations, as they do this year. A lot of people pegging them to make the playoffs.
2: Right, and they they have like the third or fourth highest odds to win the World Series. Yeah, that was pretty
3: crazy. Which is kind of crazy. The uh, so I don't have clear plays here. So let's talk through this. The one guy I'm eyeing right now who had such a great second half was you, Darvish. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm glad you brought him up. That's who I was kidding. I'm eyeing it at 25-1 yeah. because he was unhittable in the second half of last year. Right, right. Unhittable. Like, he started the year, he was all over the map. His walk rate was brutal. And something clicked in the second half of the year, and he was just mowing everyone down. There was a stretch, like I, I forget the stretch, and I'm, I'm not even going to bother looking up the numbers, but there was like a six game stretch that I remember mm-hmm. where he like set an MLB record for like most strikeouts in like a six game stretch or something like that.
2: And he a was not walking.
3: Oh, yeah. Most strikeouts to walks or something like that. It was, he was legitimately dominant in the second half of last year, unhittable that's where the majority of my money is going to play at 25 to one.
2: I think you look at these names and you, I, I think the way to do yourself a favor is you go, okay, there's two or three guys in here that I know is not going to win it. And the first one I see is, uh, Aaron Nola. Yeah. I, I just, you know, no. I could go ahead and throw him. Out. I know that. Your main Marquez, sorry, buddy, but you have pitched for, uh, Colorado. Colorado. Forget you're not, it. not, you're not winning that. Um, and then Sonny Gray, just health issues. Um, you know, where is he really going to be in the rotation? That kind of stuff. Josh Hader is a reliever. No. Mike Fulton, no. So, <laughs> so, you know, um, you, you, you nailed the U Darvish thing on the head. I really, really like Patrick Corbin, also.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I like you know, 33-1, to 1, that's just some good odds. We were talking about field bets for the AL, but the NL is, I mean, just as juicy as far as the rest of the field. Um, I even kind of like Chris Paddock at 28-1. to 1. I was going to say
3: him, too. He he looked great, but it's just the, the innings limit thing.
2: Yeah, I think they could possibly lift that this year, especially since they're going to have a better, deeper pitching staff. Um, I think um, they're not going to be – they, they didn't want to pitch him out of forcefulness last year. They no, knew they were going enough for he's this
3: He's got year. to get to – I feel like to win the award, he's got to get to 200 innings. I don't think he's yeah. going to do that. He, he's
2: never got to 200 innings. He at, wasn't
3: it. even close last
2: year. And last year was his first or second year. In the yeah, way. they
3: shut him down for like a month uh, last yeah. year just to preserve his arm. And, look, he was great, uh, but – the, and short of them letting him loose and being, uh, you know, a workhorse, which I, I, I clearly don't think that they're prepared to do. You know, I, I, it's hard for me as, as talented as the kid is, and as, as much as I think that that's good value, I just, I, I have a hard time seeing him getting to two hundred innings.
2: Yeah, I think they'll be competitive and looking to get a playoff spot. Um, man, it's just, uh, yeah, it's hard to predict some of these things. Why futures bets are so funny? yeah
3: i know it's hard but like we, we we clearly agree on you darvish that's where the majority of my money is gonna go i'd probably sprinkle a little bit you know on some of the prohibitive favorites uh I'm, I'm not gonna bet on kershaw no even at 15 to 1 i think his stuff is a bit diminished um yeah like you said noel is out i would put a couple bucks on on even though the the return's probably not great but on 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 DeGrom and on Flaherty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then maybe just, you know, to round it out, like you said, you know, maybe a Corb, you know, Corbin would probably get some of my other attention. That, and that, and that would probably be it. Maybe Luis Castillo at 12 to one also. Uh, but I don't, but the Reds in that stadium is kind of dicey, but I think he's a talent also.
2: I think if uh, the Cardinals do really well this year, you know, they're kind of like Larry, dark horses, yeah. Yeah, um, to win the division, uh, kind of like off-distant, you know, that th- those top four teams in that division is uh, pretty crazy, but the, their World Series odds are also pretty nice and valuable. Um, so if Flaherty does what he's supposed to do, then the Cardinals are going to get to those places. Um, and if that happens, then obviously he's up there in discussion, just not a lot of value at plus seven hundred
3: yeah, no, I know it kind of stinks, but you know look some you gotta you gotta play the field sometimes, and you know, yeah it's the way it works so all right, we'll wrap that up um sorry we're cutting off before mVP uh but we'll cover that next week we'll see if there's any odd changes, but we hit uh major league lead for home runs as well as al and n l Cy young we'll post these to Twitter again at hoopball gaming. I am at Josh Millman. Devin is at D A L E 007. Have a great weekend, Hoop Ballers. Lots of betting to cover. Thanks for listening. Devin, any parting words?
2: Uh, good luck and happy weekend to you guys.
3: Yeah, baby. Happy Friday. Enjoy, Hoop Ballers. Talk soon.